boom what is up fpl draft joe here myself nolsey and my co-host jaxie we are back with another strategy podcast these are going to supplement our weekly podcasts about game week previews in today's podcast we are going to focus on benches as well as waivers two very important parts of the draft that come into play every week we're going to kick it off and talk about the bench the bench is extremely important in the draft in normal fpl you usually have maybe one sub that's about to come on they rarely get in there unless something happens major with your team in the draft more than likely each week at least one two if not three year players are going to come on because of the vast numbers in the draft and the amount of players that are taken there's inevitably going to be benchings every week players that you think are definitely going to play don't even get a minute so having a good bench and ordering them properly is essential we are going to talk about how you can order them properly to maximize your points something that i have been a victim of before and it has won and lost games as well as leagues so we're going to talk about which way to order them and a small bit of strategy in that ordering. So as we know, we need three defenders to play every week. You need minimum three defenders. So if you have if you have defenders that don't play and you only have three starting defenders, automatically a defender is going to be taken off your bench and put into your team. This is the first thing that we're going to focus on. So if you're starting with three defenders at the back, what we, re- what we recommend to do is to put your defender that you have on the bench, you're obviously going to have two of them, as the second sub. This gives your midfielder a chance to come on. So if by some reason you think that the defender is not the best first sub to have, but you still want a bit of security and you don't want him to come on first, you can put him second. Therefore, if any other player, midfielder or a striker, doesn't play that midfielder that you have down first will automatically get subbed in. Now, if you think that defender that is putting down second or third on the bench is a better option, we'll put him first. But if you have three starting defenders, automatically that defender who is in second will come on. So you're giving yourself extra chance of having more options. I did it this week and I had Garnacho first sub. And I had, unfortunately, Matty Cash, second sub, who came on for a minus one. I didn't want him playing, but because two of my defenders did not play, Matty Cash featured for me. Unfortunately, this was a negative way that it happened, but this can also happen in a positive way, so that it actually bypasses your first sub, and you automatically get essentially two subs that can possibly come on for your team when you have them in the right position. Yeah, so it didn't work out for you this week. On the other hand... It worked out great for me because I had three strikers playing up top, starting. I had Mubama, Wilson and Solanke. Now, Mubama didn't play. So that meant my first person that was there was a defender. And Emerson Royal came on to play for me. So although a striker doesn't, doesn't play for you, having that defender there, number one, worked out for me in this instance. And he ended up getting eight points. Examples like this can win and lose you games. You might have planned for everyone to play, but unfortunately, as we said, this happens an awful lot. Substitutions come on whether you like it or not. Inevitably in the draft, this is going to happen. 
So having a good bench and having them order in order is essential to maximizing your probability of winning. Games are won and lost on the bench, and it's it's very hard to perfectly predict who is going to play and who's going to be the best option. What we recommend is use probability first. If you have an Everton defender and they're playing Fulham, and you think it's more likely that Everton will keep a clean sheet than Fulham will score, well then go with your Everton defender. This kind of links into our idea about regrets. It's so, so easy to look back at your team and think, oh, I, I definitely should have played Decorah Reed. He, he banged and got an assist over Tarkowski. But at the start of the week, you preferred Tarkowski. So this highlights our key point here is don't have regret, regrets because it's easy to look back. Hindsight is a great thing to say, oh, I should have played Decorah Reed. But at the start of the week, Again, maybe based on probability, Everton had a higher chance of keeping a clean sheet than Decorah Reed had of scoring. So you can't look back and always look at your bench and say, I should have done this, I should have done that. Set your bench, set them in order of preference, first of all. Again, if you have defenders, I'd recommend putting uh, that player that you don't want. Because again, if you have him on the bench, he probably doesn't have a great fixture. So you don't want him coming on straight away. Put him second. Give your midfielder or a striker, whoever you have as your first sub, a chance of coming on before that defender. If, and it happens so often, that defender gets a one-pointer or a two-pointer, that could be the difference between winning and losing again. I was looking at this week at Nelson Semedo for my opponent, who came on for him, that if he got a clean sheet against United, that he would have bet me. So although, again, he didn't want Semedo playing, he played because he had a couple of players that didn't play. So they will come on a lot more often than you think. Yeah, in regular FPL, if you try to go rogue or try to take a big risk, the downside often doesn't upweigh the the upside to it. But when it comes to the draft, if you have a hunch on a player, go for them. Because more often than not, your hunch, it, it will pay off. And if you if it, even if it doesn't pay off, you won't have any regrets that it didn't. And the points difference for picking that player, like, it's not going to be massive. Not going to be massive, yeah. And I know it could win and lose you a game, but at this, uh, as we said, it's what you wanted. I started yeah. in CISO this week, and if I had my time back again, I would probably start him again. I know he didn't start, and now this week I'm looking at something totally different, but... In CISO against Luton, if he started and banged and I had him on the bench, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that I didn't start him. So use your probability. When you set your team at the start of the week, and it actually happens so often, that the second the game week starts, you just get this feeling like, I I should have started that player. So imagine you're in the middle of the game week. Use your probability. Use your own hunch because there's nothing better than when you predict something and get it right. So often I might say to Jackson, oh, this fella's going to start and this fella could do well. And then he puts him in because I told him and it doesn't work out. And then you then you have regrets to say, I should have went for the thing I said myself. So assess your team, assess the fixtures that you want to target and assess the probability. After that, you leave it up to fate. Yeah, like last year, just taking into account the, the importance of the bench, me being a Spurs fan, Spurs were playing Brentford in one of the last games of the season. I think it was second last game. And I was a Spurs fan that day. I wasn't thinking of FPL, so I kept Brian and Boehm on my bench. But 
fortunate for me in one way, one of my midfielders. Was it no DCL didn't play? That was it. Yeah. DCL didn't play. So Brian and Bomo came on and he ended you up. You be, beat me. Beat you that day because yeah. Brian and Bomo came off my bench to get me. What, did he score two goals and get an assist? Yeah. That day against Spurs. Um, so yeah, it, that's, that's the, importance. Just the, the importance. That won me. That won me the draft last year was having Mbomo as my first sub on. Now maybe you want to actually take a chance at that DCL playing because I think he was a, a, a doubt where he'll either play 60 minutes or he won't play at all. If you think that that could be the case but you really want to take the chance in the player getting uh, game time, maybe you want to start him and then predict that he might get all or nothing. We see this a lot with City defenders. Often um, we see that they either play or don't play a minute. So. For a City defender, I like to just start them and see. If they play, they'll probably get a clean sheet. If they don't, they'll be subbed off. So look at probability of minutes as well and probability mainly of getting zero minutes. Sometimes zero minutes can be your best friend. Yeah. You're wi- like you're looking. First of all, you want DCL to play. Yeah. And then you don't see him in the squad and you think it's the best thing ever because you've seen Mbwemo got a goal already. He's sitting on your bench ready to come on. So be prepared for one, two, often three subs to be subbed into your team. The second point that we want to highlight is about our waivers. Now we have a full podcast on how to waiver and deadlines and a bit of strategy about waiver but it's something that we have just picked up on over the week and thoughts come and go throughout the week and we always think okay we have to highlight that one thing that i highlighted during the week especially coming up to waivers is how to put them in order now we talked about this briefly about putting numerous players down for a particular player to ensure you get them well it's it's kind of like that but it's more towards getting numerous players so we said that in terms of if you definitely want to get rid of one player, well, now we're talking about if you if you want three, four, five players. If you want three, four, five players in the waiver, you have to look at it like the draft. We said that your first pick is kind of like your first draft pick, where it goes through everyone, and if that player is available, you can get them. You have to look at it like that. Who is going to be the most sought after player that week? There could be a a highlight player that they have a fantastic fixture or run of fixtures. No one picked up and everyone's going to be looking at them. Especially at the early game weeks, the players that score the most are right up the top. So everyone's looking at them. There's there's rarely players that are hiding in in, in teams because like, let's say I'm just taking Chelsea, Desassi who got a goal and he didn't get a clean sheet, he got bonus points, didn't he? He got like a 13-pointer, 12-pointer. Yeah. So he's going to be... He got like 11 points. 11 points. So he's going to be right up the top. When everyone looks at waivers, he's going to be the first name that everyone sees. They're all going to put him down. So let's say you're 10th, 9th in the league and you're first or second waiver. Well, you're probably going to put him first. Could be there, could be gone. But you're probably going to put him first because he's going to be gone for second pick. He might not be the most important part of your team that you want to fix. He could be a very, very good player. You might want someone else instead. But he might be gone by the time you get him. So there's kind of it's kind of a conflicting point here where you have to put them down in order of whether you think they'll be there or not for the first, second or third round. We said that you have to put them down in preference because they just could be gone and you just have to do it that way. Desassi could be totally gone after the first pick and then he's just gone and and you have to go with your second pick Mm. but what I'm trying to highlight here is that 
If you want to get multiple players, you also have to think about what other players are going to do. There's going to be clear picks there that are going to be gone. If you want them, you're going to have to put them down earlier than you predict. Now, the conflicting point about that is that you really have to assess what your team needs first. There's no point putting down that defender if you have five playing defenders and and you don't actually need him. Now, he's always going to be a good help to your team, but if you don't actually need him and you put him down first and there's a striker that you want and you don't have a striker and you put the striker down second because you think, ah, he might be there and Disassi, uh, you get him and the next pick, the person has your striker down and you think, well, I'll get him in the second round. You probably won't. So the, the main point is assess your team first, what you need. If you really need that striker, let someone else have that defender. If you think that it's kind of spread out that you could do it a, a midfielder or a striker or whatever and you can't see much difference between any of them players, put them down in your preference. You could end up getting only one, you could up end up getting all of them. If that's the case, I would look to the rankings. I would look to what I mentioned before about draft rank and who's going to be there. If you can't see any difference between defender, midfielder, attacker, put them down in order you really, really want them and hope you get as many as possible. If you really need a defender, if you have an injured player, make sure that you target them first because the last thing you want is another defender in a stack defense or a stack midfield and you're left with your injured striker or non-playing striker or defender or keepers. Keepers is a, a big talking point at the start of the season because a lot of them are going, some new ones coming in. So if you have no playing keeper, don't be looking at your defender saying, oh, I'll get him in, he might get me a few extra points. Over the course of the season, that keeper plus your other waiver pick for a defender, so not DeSassi and a random waiver that you might get because he's not that highly sought after. If you add them two or them players total points together versus your disassi and your non-playing keeper, you're probably going to come out on top when you go for a more balanced team. So first, assess what your team needs. If you really need a defender, go for him. If you can improve your team in many different areas, put them down in order of preference, the ones that you want, and try and get as many as possible.